So the big question is this. How are entrepreneurs like us, who don't cheat and manipulate people, who are spending money from our own pockets, how do we market in a way that lets us get our products and services and the things we believe in out to the world, and yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Michael Abdo, and welcome to Client Secrets. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me here on episode seven of Client Secrets. I am in Omaha, Nebraska today, and I am so excited to talk about today's episode topic. We're going to dive straight in to rapport. And I really want you guys to understand this topic of rapport because it builds fundamentally on what we talked about in the last episode. Why do people make decisions? Last episode, we really got to the heart and the core of why we make the choices that we make, the decisions that we make, why the actions that we take, like the very heart of it, not these extraneous techniques or philosophies or theories, but really the heart and the core of why we make decisions, right? And it's interesting because you look at the decisions that we make and some easy, like some decisions are so easy to make. They come second nature to us. I remember uh, it was my freshman year of college. One of my best friends uh, got in an accident and they went, to the, they went to the hospital. It was my best friend and his roommate. And I remember like, I remember exactly where I was when I got a text saying like, hey, Josh is in the hospital. Like he got in an accident. I remember I was sitting down doing homework. And as soon as I saw that text, I, I stood up and I packed everything immediately and I, and I rushed to the hospital. Like there's no doubt in my mind what was more important. But as I'm thinking about how easy that decision came, like it was second nature, I think about what if my parents were in the hospital and, and, and I'm, I'm still sitting at the table doing my homework, but I get a text saying, hey, Josh is in a car accident and he's at the hospital. And, and I, I stand up and I start packing my bags and then I get a text saying, hey, your parents just got rushed to the hospital. Your dad, he's having another heart attack. And I think that decision to go visit Josh would be so much more difficult when just a second before that decision had no conflict. Like it was, it was easily made, but now, now I have a choice to make. Do I visit Josh or do I go to my parents? And why? Why did this decision that was once so easy to make, why did it suddenly become a difficult decision? 
And it's because there's opposition of values, right? Like, I value my parents, but I also value Josh. And so I have, I have a conflict of values. Which one is more important to me? Where before it was just between Josh and homework. And Josh is far more important than my homework. Right? And so so how how does this how does this impact how people make decisions and how people how we sell and and how we can persuade people and help people change the world? The reason that people do not buy is because there's a conflict of values. It's because they say, you know what, these things that you're offering me are important, but there, there's there's other negative consequences that come along with that. I ha- Something else I have to give up. But if we know what our clients' most important values are, then we say this, this is how our product and our service, this is how it meets your values, your most important values. Like homework was still important to me, right? It just wasn't nearly as important as my friendships. But the thing is, everybody's values are slightly different, right? Like we all value our friendships. We all value our our closest companions. We all value, we have our passions, right? Our possessions. We talked about these this earlier in an earlier episode, right? But the thing that you got to remember, and you have to remember this, because as soon as you get this, selling and persuading and and changing the world becomes a breeze. And that's because as soon as you understand that the core values that drive people's lives are their principles, and as soon as you understand these principles and, and you can categorize which person has which principles, like then you can play to their values and say, I understand that stability and security for you and your family is the most important thing. Here is how my product and my service brings stability to you and your family. But not only that, but it also meets your second highest priority and your third highest and your fourth highest. It doesn't violate these as well. It meets all of these values. And when your client sees that and understands that, they have no choice but to buy. Because they understand that their needs are being met to the highest degree and that you meet them. Do you understand how powerful this is? Isn't that amazing? So that is why people make decisions, right? But the other component is not just is not just the message you're communicating, but it's who is the message from? 
right? Because you can communicate the clearest, truest message, but if it's from someone that you don't trust and that you disagree with and you dislike, it doesn't matter what's coming out of their mouth. It already has a negative stigma because it's coming from someone you don't... Like, for example, Donald Trump. Very controversial figure. If you dislike Donald Trump, but he tells you everything that is that you want to hear, you don't like you don't care. It's coming from the mouth of Donald Trump. And if you don't like him, you don't care what he has to say. Regardless of if it's true, regardless of it's if it's relevant, regardless if it can bring change and like upgrade your life, like it doesn't matter, right? So you really have to get to the core of selling and being someone that other people can trust, right? So you have a message that people understand and they resonate with because it it talks to their values, right? Their principal guiding values. But the question is, is it coming from a person that they trust? So the question is, how? How? can we be someone that other people trust? How do they know that we can trust them? And guess what it comes down to? Once again, it comes down to values, right? Someone trusts someone out if they have the same values. You, you need to look no further than your best friend. Well, I guarantee your best friend, like, like for me, I remember, I remember my best friend, Josh, like when I first met him, I'm going to be honest, like I was, I was put off by him. He was very expressive, very enthusiastic, um, very opinionated, right? And I didn't like that. I was like, this guy kind of gets on my nerve. But as I got to know him more and more, I understood that that he was expressing himself. He was being authentic. And not only that, but he was desiring to grow. He wasn't just stagnant. And, and as I got to know him, he actually became softer and, and kinder. And not less opinionated, but more influential in the ways that he expressed his opinions. And I saw him change and grow. And because, because authenticity is a high value of mine, and because growing and adapting and becoming more and doing more and changing, the wor- changing yourself so that you can change the world, because that is such a high value of mine, I immediately, like Josh and I became two peas in a pot. Like, we don't agree on a lot of things. We have different political viewpoints, different religion viewpoints. Like, we don't agree on a lot of things. But he's still one of my closest friends because we have the same guiding principles. And I trust him. Even though his viewpoints are radically different from a lot of mine, I trust his insight and his opinion. 
right? And I, I would venture, I would bet, say that the same is for your best friend. You guys might not all have the same passions. You guys might not all watch the same TV shows. But when you look beneath the surface, you guys are guided by the same principles, right? And so we create this, this trust with people. We create this trust with people through rapport, right? And this is a huge topic. Huge topic in sales is generating rapport with people. But the question is like, what kind of rapport do you want with someone? I know, I know that there's there's football fans, right? I remember going. Uh, I remember watching the the Super Bowl last year, and it's like you're for one team or the other, and the the people who are decked out, face painted, you know, like tattoos everywhere, got their hats, got their sunglasses, got their paraphernalia, like they have all of their fans, jerseys, like everything, right? They're decked out. And you have two of those together, like those guys have rapport, like instant reports. Like, oh, you like the Bears? I like the Bears too. Let's go Bears. Let's go Bears. Like these guys have a level of rapport, right? But are they going to be best friends? Are they going to be in each other's weddings because they both like the bears? No, of course not. Now, they might be, but they're not guaranteed to. Why? Because they share the same passions. They both like the bears. But that doesn't mean they have the same guiding life principles. Are you getting this? Like, as soon as you get this, it's incredible because it opens up an entire new world of being able to connect with people on so much more deeper level than just their passion. Because you see, the typical way that we build rapport is we meet someone and we're like, oh, you like, you like the Red Sox? I like the Red Sox too. That's awesome. Yeah, when I was younger, my dad and I, we went to a Red Sox games and you spend 15, 20 minutes talking about the Red Sox. You think that's going to bring you enough rapport to close the cell? Or or you, you go and, and you talk about fishing. Yeah, I went fishing with my uncle once and it was such a great time. We caught a big bass and and you talk about fishing for a half hour. And then you say, hey, so you want to buy this? And he says, no. Like, but, but we talked about fishing. You and I both love fishing. Why don't you want to buy from me? Don't we have rapport? Or you, you, <clears throat> you mirror the person's body, physi- physiology, right? And they sit up straight, you sit up straight. They cross their hands, you cross your hands. They start speaking slowly, you start speaking slowly, right? You you mirror them, physiology. And like, like why? Why is this taught and, and why does this work? It's because 
it's in the concept of mirroring. People trust themselves, right? So if you look like they look, if you act like they act, then they're going to trust you, right? That's the whole concept behind mirroring, is that you mirror their actions, you mirror their words, you mirror their tone, their body language, and it puts them at ease because it's like they're looking at themselves. And there's trust that's built with that. Right? But in all of these situations, the, these are good things, but they're extraneous, like they're surface level reporters. The most important type of mirroring that you can do, bar none, is value mirroring. Right? Like, when you value, when you mirror someone's values, that puts them far more at ease and builds a so much deeper level of trust and rapport than any of those other things put together. Because you're speaking not to their passions, not to their relationships, the people they interact with, not to their possessions, but you're speaking to their guiding principles. The things that meet their needs at the deepest level. And so the, the question is like, how? How do you how do you mirror someone's values? And it's so simple. And I want you, I want you to get this because as soon as you do, you'll start instantly connecting with people on a level that other people will never be able to even years afterwards and you'll be able to create that that intimacy and that trust and that rapport in a matter of seconds and you do that how how do you do that you do that by understanding what their values are and then simply communicating that back to them. It's that simple. Yesterday, not yesterday, but last episode, we talked about values, right? We talked about fears. And we talked about anger, right? And that those three are all different sides to the, their, their values, right? So if someone values stability... If someone values tradition, then they're going to fear change. They're going to fear uh, when things are uncertain. And they're going to get angry when people force them to change. Or they're going to get angry when there's a lot of new change in their life. Or they're going to get angry when someone tries to bring up a new tradition or a new way of doing things. Right? And so you talk with someone and they say, yeah, I'm really afraid that this new law is going to get passed and it's going to completely change how things are done. And so you, they communicate to you in fear. And you look at that and you say, all right, 
they fear change, that means they value stability, and then you say, yes, I remember a year ago, it ticked me off. When so-and-so changed this core tradition, this core thing that was, that was creating stability in my life. And right there, right then, you have created a level of rapport and a level of trust that few other people will get to. Because you're communicating to them based on their values and they see that and they understand that and they say, this guy gets me. This guy feels the same way that I feel about the same things that I value. And simply by doing that, you'll create trust and rapport. As soon as you get this, it's crazy because you will instantly be able to have deeper and more intimate relationships with whoever you so choose. And because of that, because of that, you'll be able to influence people on a level that few ever get to, and you'll be able to change the world by helping people understand the importance of their values, by helping people understand that you can help meet their needs. Isn't that awesome? That's what we're talking about. That's the power behind what we're talking about. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me today. We will be talking, I believe, on Saturday is the next episode, episode eight. I cannot wait to see you then. Until then, take care. Want more marketing secrets? If so, then go get your copy of my newest book, Client Secrets. Inside this book, you'll find my top 15 secrets that companies all across the world use to systematically skyrocket their sales by 50% or more.